Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our podcast is brought to you by Mouse World Travel. Imagine going on the most stress-free, well-planned Disney vacation of your life. Now imagine you didn't pay anything extra for that personalized service. That's what you'll get when you use an authorized travel planner from Mouse World Travel to book your next Disney vacation. From resorts to cruises and everything in between, they are here to help you get the most out of your next family trip. Just go to mouseworldtravel.com, fill out a short request form, and make sure you mention our code ROPEDROP so they know that we sent you. I'm Katie. And I'm Erin. And welcome to Rope Drop and Park Hop. Happy Thanksgiving. That's right. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. Yes. Yesterday was Thanksgiving, if you're listening to this on Friday. Hope you're having a great holiday week. And thanks for spending some of your time with us during this week. We know that there's a lot of things going on for a lot of people. So we appreciate you taking a few minutes to listen to us chat. Right. And this is... My favorite time of the week <laughs> is recording this podcast. I don't know. I can't speak for Aaron, but... We were just talking about how we come in after our crazy weekend, and it's kind of almost a therapy session. We always take like 10, 15 minutes to just chit-chat before uh-huh. we start so we can get warmed up and get conversational. Yep. And, man, the last couple of weeks, we've talked about some heavy stuff, <laughs> and... And we're both just so busy that it's nice to come in here and sit and relax and talk to each other about our favorite thing in the whole world. Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. We should turn the lights off and have it just be like a complete, like, closure of our senses so that we can just really (laughs) escape. Like a deprivation tank. Yeah. But Disney style. We should try that one of these (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, it's news heavy this week. So we decided today probably we will just do an entire episode that's about news. It's been... A news dropping week. For sure. And we're both so busy that we're recording two episodes today because we're busy this week, we're busy next week, and we wanted to make it as easy on us as possible, Mm -hmm. too, during this time. Yeah. So bear with us, but we're going to have a very news-heavy episode today, and then we'll talk about... Katie went to Disneyland last week. So next week, you'll hear all about my trip to Disneyland and my very first ever Merriest Nights party. So stay tuned for that. We did not have that planned. We talked about it last week. It was not on the books. It wasn't. And I had given up hope, but... Miracles. It was a miracle. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Facilitated by Aaron. (laughs) All right. So really fast... A new thing that we are going to start doing every week, because we love our reviews so freaking much. (laughs) Am I allowed to say that word on the podcast? Yes, I think that family friendly. (laughs) We wanted to just give a little shout out to our reviewers by reading a review every week. So leave us a review and you may hear yourself on our podcast. And you guys... We say that we've said this before. We'll say it again. We screenshot them and text them yes. to each other, and and we get out. and we get teary sometimes. Oh, totally. We're just like so blown away by how much we love our audience and and that you listen to us and that you actually get help from us is amazing. I know. And every time I read it, I think no. Did you see the reel I made this week? 
Yes. About yes. about my review about our review. Like no, no, no. You're, you're nice. crazy. <laughs> yes. I loved I hate it. That. That's exactly the emotions I think. Is I'm like no, stop it. Same. That's not true. Okay, thanks. Same. <laughs> yes. Okay. So really quickly, this is from Detta, short for Vendetta. We love you, Detta. Thank you for your review. She says these two sound as if they've been podcasting for years. I appreciate. The thorough information and descriptions slash details they provide, giving those of us who are visual yet imaginative a mental picture of what to expect going on a Disney vacation. Their enthusiasm, camaraderie, and genuine zest for all things Disneyland brings me so much excitement about our family trip to Disneyland in roughly two weeks for my daughter's super sweet 16. Thank you, ladies, for sharing the magic you have within with us. Best wishes. So cute. Thank you, Dada. And Detta was our very, very first review yes. back in, when was that? July 15th. So thank you, Detta. We are super grateful. And again, please leave us a review. Leave some stars. We love all of it. We love them so much. Thank you. Thank you. And then what other awesome announcement do we have, Erin? Okay, you guys, we're going to do some giveaways next month. We would like to grow our Instagram just a little bit with the purpose of we want people to listen to our podcast. We want your friends and family who might be planning their Disneyland trip to know that we exist mm-hmm. and that we can help them a little bit answer some questions. We are on forums on Facebook, and I see the same questions over and over and over yes. again. What airport should we fly into? Episode two. <laughs> what restaurants should we eat at? Episode four. You know, like, I don't know if that's true or not. Right. It's episode four, but... Anyway, we just have a lot of information that we want to share, and we want people to know that we exist. So we're going to do some giveaways on our Instagram. Make sure you're following us over there, and we'll have you help us share the word. And You could win some really great prizes. Yes, we've got some really cool stuff. We've collected some things throughout the last couple months, and, and we're we'll going to sh- do three. Yes, yeah, so we'll share some teasers of what those are going to be over the next few days, so mm-hmm. you can be ready for that. But we'll say be at- paying attention the week of December 6th. That will be our first one. Mm-hmm. And we'll have three, three weeks where we give things away. And we are calling this the uh, December Days of Disney giveaway. Yay! Starring Aaron and Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our amazing listeners. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you so very thanks, much. Yeah, so thanks, guys. Okay. All right, let's talk about some news. There's a lot of news this oh, week. Oh, my goodness. So we recorded last Monday and... Had lunch together afterwards. Yes, and then throughout the week... It's D23 week, which if you don't know what that is, it's a big conference that happens every year where they make a lot of announcements. And that happened this week. And even last week when we left here, we had lunch together. And like as soon as we got to where we were going, Katie's like, look, and she puts her phone in my face. And huge news had dropped from the time it took us to leave the recording studio and drive to her house. And not only huge news, but news that we have been hoping and predicting would happen for a long time. If you've heard us talk about Toontown, you know that it is in dire need of a redo and it's getting it. Let's start there. Okay, here we go. Toontown closing March 2022 and getting refurbed for a whole year. So it won't open again until 2023. And I think they had before they had mentioned summer of 2023 as the opening date for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Correct. And when they announced this closure, They aligned the reopening with the opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So when Toontown reopens, that ride, that attraction will be there as well. Uh Uh-huh. Very exciting. And the concept art looks great. It looks like there may be some more shade included, which is much needed. Mm -hmm. Some more real trees, not just cartoon-looking trees. (laughs) The mountains are coming back. The mountains are coming back, but they will get a fresh coat of paint, Mm -hmm. so they will look great. No word on whether Roger Rabbit is staying (laughs) 
or not. <laughs> we We're keeping hope. our fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm sure it's staying. I sort of hope that Gadget's Go Coaster stays around in some form because yes. it's a really fun little first roller coaster for kids. It does need a refurb. Mm-hmm. It's in dire need of some new paint. But don't you think they would have said they were getting rid of some of these things if they were? Probably, but I don't know. Disney doesn't always explain thoroughly what they're going to do. Sometimes things are a surprise. So That's true. I think if I'm speculating, which I love to speculate, yes, uh, I think they'll keep Roger Rabbit. I think they'll keep Gadget's Go Coaster. You're probably right. And since they just added a lightning lane sign to Roger Rabbit, it seems to me like mm-hmm. they're planning on it staying around for a little while. It's here for the long haul. Right. Sad. <laughs> Still don't understand why that one needs a fast pass lane or a lightning lane or any kind of extra lane. It's it's so just, weird. It's great. So they're going to be adding some grassy areas, uh-huh. which will be so awesome. This I think, I think the whole idea of Toontown is to be a great place for little kids to go. Yes. And over the years, it's kind of veered from that path, maybe. Right. It just feels a little sad right now. Mm-hmm. It's always hot. There's not a lot of shade. It's all asphalt. There are some fun play areas there now. Mm-hmm. And it looks like those are going to stick around in some form or another. Okay. And it will still be the Fab Four, Goofy Donald, Mickey Minnie mm-hmm. hanging out back there. Um, not sure about Chip and Dale. But the good news is, is there will be some places, I think, to go back and sit. Yes. If you want to take a sit and let your kids run around, this might become another one of those great places to let your kids burn some energy mm-hmm. and maybe be what it was originally envisioned to be mm-hmm. that it ended up really not being so great for. Yeah. I think some people, I was just talking to somebody the other day and they love Toontown, which blows my mind. Yeah, But the, I think that it's great for small kids because there's climbing structure, mm-hmm. or there's some sort of climbing structure, playhouses, whatever. But I think that they need to add some stuff and this will be good for families, not just for those kids. I agree. Yeah. And there's a fun little ice cream shop back there too, Clarabelle's, oh, yeah. that hardly anybody knows about yeah. unless you actually go back there. So maybe that'll get some more attention too. And I think it would be such a, it has so much potential. I do too. It would be a really fun place to just hang out a little bit if they did it right. Yep. And we've talked about this a dozen times before, but Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is one of the best rides in Disney history. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited for that to open on the West Coast and excited for you all to get to enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited because it seems as though maybe Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is what has breathed a little bit of new life into Toontown and prompted this expansion, redo, I think so. renovation. And hopefully it just can reach some of its potential. I'm excited about it. I hope so, it. too. I'm really excited about it. And then I'm hoping Tomorrowland is next on the list. Tomorrowland is never going to happen. <laughs> it's ha- tomorrow. It'll happen tomorrow. <sighs> never, in other tomorrow. words. Tomorrow. All right. What else have we got here? Pelican's Landing which we just talked about last week, is now open. It's open. Surprise! They just randomly one day dropped the scrim, and there it is. (laughs) And it looks really great. It does. It's very cute. It is very cute. It's just an area to dine Mm -hmm. outside of Harbor Galley across from the Haunted Mansion in New Orleans Square. Yes. And is it double-decker? Yes. But it was much needed. Totally. There was no seating area over there that was big enough to accommodate for the Harbor Galley guests. Which I think got overlooked a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that I think looks so cool is the Mark Twain just cruises right on by. Yeah. And you can often see Tiana on the Mark Twain. Yes. So that's a great place for a character sighting, potentially. Mm-hmm. And there's some cute little pelicans. Yeah. I don't know if they're animatronics or not. Do you know if they move or not? I don't know. Not? I don't know. They're sitting in a little nest. I've just seen some brief pictures of it. Oh. It wouldn't surprise me if they were. 
But anyway, yeah. It's cute, and I'm excited about that, too. Yes, and I'm just excited the scrim is down because it's always fun when there's not construction going right. on exactly. <laughs> for photo ops. And I know we've talked about this before, but if you even bring your own lunch into the parks, which mm-hmm. is totally doable, this is a great place to just go have a seat and have lunch. And Yeah, there's nothing better than sitting on the water to I eat, agree. which is part of the reason that I love Hungry Bear so much is because it has all that great water seating. Yeah. So this will be another fun place to go hang out. Yes, I just love New Orleans Square. Me too. Period. The atmosphere is great. All right. Small World. Let's talk about Small World for a second. So we talked a little bit last, last week mm-hmm. about how it flooded. And... We've been watching the news trying to... I think nobody knows what's going on. I think... Somebody knows, but not very many people know. I just so there's some rumors yesterday yeah. that the damage is a lot worse than they initially thought. Mm-hmm. And what I have seen and what I have read, Disney has not come out and made any kind of official statement. But there are some like local news sources that you can kind of find some information mm-hmm. on. And um, a lot of electronics were damaged. Right. So... I've also heard that they have made it such a high priority that they think they may be able to get it fixed sooner rather than later. But then I've also heard on the other side it may not be until next year sometime, which would be really sad because the holiday overlay is so great. And I will be sad for people to have to miss that this year. And I think it's super disappointing for people who had their trips planned. Yes. And I mean, nobody planned this. This was obviously a huge loss mm-hmm. and I'm sure Disney is reeling from it. Yep. I'm sure they'll cut something else from our experience to pay for the damages. Right. <laughs> and I'll talk about this more next week when I recap my Marius Nights party, but I feel bad for the people that bought Marius Nights tickets and didn't get to go on the ride because I think that was a big chunk of yeah. of going to the party was being able to ride the holiday rides with no weight. Yeah. Yeah. So sad sad times. So but we'll keep you updated we'll as we get you, news. Yeah, if we find out anything. But as of right now, still no opening date. It's funny though, if you look at the app and if you look at the schedule, it's day by day. Yes. So if you look for if you look at the schedule for tomorrow, it's a small world is not listed on the closures for right. tomorrow. But tomorrow morning when you wake up it'll be there. Yeah. And so they're taking it day by day, which I guess gives me a little bit of optimism. I think hope. so too. But then it also confuses people because they get on the forums and announce, hey, Small World is opening tomorrow because it's not on the refurb list, but that's incorrect. I know. And so we'll we'll let you know as soon as we hear anything. But from what we're hearing, it's pretty extensive damage. Mm-hmm. And, and we want them to fix it correctly and not try and patch it together where it's going to go down again. So. And we also don't want to be electrocuted. So. True, 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 true. <laughs> don't stick your hands in the water when you're in Small World. You're not supposed to anyway. <laughs> oh. All right. Big, huge news. So this is something that we have wondered if it would come to the Disneyland Resort for a long time. There has been a lot, a lot, a lot of talk about this forever and yes. ever. And a lot of people thought no. Yeah. it would never happen. Because the the uh, infrastructure is not really there. So it's going to take some infrastructure doing to get these up to speed. Okay, what are we talking about, Erin? We are talking about magic bands. Woohoo! I love magic bands. I do, too. And my kids are a mixed bag on this. When I told them yeah. this news, a couple of them were like, that's so cool. And, a co- and my other one was like, no, I don't think so. Hmm, interesting. I'm a fan. I am, too, for the sole purpose of not having to sit on your phone to pull up tickets or fast passes every time you want to use them on a ride. It's so nice to be able to just scan in at yes. a little, I don't know, what do you call it? A little pedestal thingy. Yes, <laughs> which I think is probably what they'll end up doing with the old fast pass. Maybe so. Machines. Mm-hmm. Also, 
I love, and I think that maybe they can incorporate this, but like, for example, if you are at Walt Disney World and you are on in Haunted Mansion, there's a place in Haunted Mansion that takes your photo mm-hmm. and you don't, I don't, I don't. It, it geotags it, from your magic band so it knows whose picture it took yes. and automatically adds it to your account. Yes. And so there's no amazing. place at the end. A lot of the places, when you have a ride that has a photo a lot in, in Disneyland, you get off the ride and there are screens and you can see the photo. And at Disneyland, you take the code from that photo and manually enter it to your account, and that's how you get your photos. Which is very cumbersome, I think. Huge pain in the butt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so we always just snap a photo of the uh-huh. photo. And, and do, it do it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Walt Disney World, where they've had magic bands forever, there's a little circle underneath, and you just tap your magic band to your picture when you see it come up, mm-hmm. and it loads to your account. And then there's photos like the one in Haunted Mansion. There's no place to view your photo afterwards. Right. There's no place to tap your magic band. It does it automatically for you and it's kind of like a little surprise. Yep. Which is really fun. And then you get off the ride and it says a new photo has been added to your PhotoPass account. Yeah. So this is, I think, the reason I'm so excited for it is just for the little added benefit. Yes. I like that. I like that you don't have to use your phone as much. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to scan into the parks, too, with the magic band and not having to fumble with tickets or a phone. It'll go quicker. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. I think it's this is nothing but good in my mind. I agree. And I mean, yes, there's a cost. Magic bands cost some money. I think the least expensive ones at Walt Disney World were 15 Something we were like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge additional expense, and they can be used over and over. Mm-hmm. You can attach them to your ticket year after year. Yeah, so um, I think the battery life on them is somewhere around three to five years, they say. Um, and then the battery is not really replaceable. I'm sure somebody could hack in and figure out how to replace it. But I haven't heard of that happening it's a, it's a small price to right. pay, I think. Um, and they're, they can be used as hotel keys as well mm-hmm. at Disney World. So I'm assuming they will bring that to Disneyland as and well. And if you're staying on property, can't you attach your credit or debit card you sure information can. and so use you, that to mm-hmm. pay? So you can tap your magic band on those little pay kiosks and get your popcorn or your churro or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It's really convenient. And yeah, like I said, I I am super excited and I see nothing but good coming out of this. I agree. I imagine there will still be workarounds. Mm-hmm. If you are resistant to getting a magic band for whatever reason, I think you'll still be able to do everything. Right. Well, the interesting thing is they seem to be kind of phasing them out at Disney World where they weren't giving that. They used to give them free to mm-hmm. hotel guests. They stopped giving them free to hotel guests. They stopped having as big a selection. They stopped having as many being sold in the park. So I thought maybe they were moving away from Magic Bands altogether. But that does not seem to be the case. It doesn't. And they also introduced something called Magic Mobile at Disney World this earlier this year that was supposed to replace magic bands like you were going to use your cell phone for oh, everything yeah. remember yeah. so i don't know what and, and didn't it connect to apple watches too that people I think could so use? yeah so maybe vanished. right so i'm wondering if they got some negative feedback for that and or it didn't work as well as they thought it was going to so we're they moving just, back to magic bands which is fine yes they're great and they're cute and they're lightweight and they're waterproof. Mm-hmm. So you wear them in the pool and i'm not going to lie they're a fun little souvenir they are and whatever your personality is, you can pick one that matches your personality. Yeah. They're great. And they do special edition ones and character ones. The basic ones, like I said, we paid. We just got basic collars because yeah. we knew that we didn't have another trip planned anytime soon. So we got basic colors and they were 15 bucks a piece. But I think they go up to about 40 or 50 depending Probably, on depending doing. on how specialized you go. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm excited about that. Me Katie's too. excited. I am. Yeah. And then along those same lines with Magic Bands, Genie Plus should be launching soon. Soon. And we know this because today, as of recording, Rise of the Resistance went to standby. It did. 
So if you're going to the resort anytime soon, you may be able to get in a standby queue for Rise of the Resistance, which is exciting in some ways and then also a pain in some ways because Aaron will tell you. We've been watching it today. And it started off immediately within 10 minutes of park opening. It was at, uh, gosh, 120. Well, within a half an hour of park opening, it was at 120 minutes. Yeah. And I'm assuming because today was the first day Uh that it went to standby, it's going to be a little more popular for this first week, especially for people that had a really hard time getting those virtual queue boarding groups. A lot of people couldn't quite figure that system out. Yeah, and we've talked about it before, but there were still so many people who struggled with it. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, again, not everybody listens to us. Why not? Right. (laughs) They should be. Episode six. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know what it is. (laughs) But we've talked about it before, and we have had pretty good success on getting those boarding groups. And there are other podcasters and bloggers that share the same tips that we do and Uh have also had really good success. But not everybody knows that. And some people who think that the queue starts at 7 a.m. think that they can just get on at 7 a.m., log into the account, and everything's gone. And so those people haven't ever had a chance to experience this attraction. Right. So so standby is for them. And it got up to three hours. Yeah. The longest I saw it today was 180 minutes. I personally probably would not wait. But let me give you – let's talk about this really quickly. Yeah. Here's some tips. It's at 90 minutes right now, Mm -hmm. which – We've talked a little bit before about how we feel like wait times are kind of inflated right now. They definitely are. I don't know if that applies here. What she means by inflated is they usually have a longer time posted than what the actual wait time is. Yes. And we'll pay attention because we, like I said, follow a lot of forums. We'll pay attention and see if that's the case here. I don't know that it is. So Uh let's say it's 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. For somebody who really loves Star Wars, Mm -hmm. who wasn't able to get into a virtual queue, 90 minutes is not a big deal. Right. And this ride is is worth 90 minutes, in my opinion, if yeah. you wanted to go on this ride. There are a few rides at Disney World that I have waited 90 minutes in line for. And I this is to go the whole experience. The whole ride, from from beginning when you see BB-8 and uh-huh. Ray to the end of, it's what, 15 minutes probably. I think it's 17 minutes, actually. Yeah. It's a long experience. Mm-hmm. And so 90 minutes waiting for an almost 20-minute attraction, uh-huh. I don't think it's terrible. Right. And the queue itself like the line is very cool uh-huh. it's uh, mostly inside once you get to the inside part of the queue I feel like it can fit a lot of people in that queue oh, so I'm, sure. I'm assuming that you're inside for most of the time so mm-hmm. it's not going to be hot so I'm, if you are wanting to go on it go wait in that standby queue go yeah. do it I would totally do this yes. I'm not sure I would do three hours <laughs> No, three hours is a little excessive but that's where my tip was going to come in don't rope drop this wait until later in the day this, because... is, this is the new Peter Pan <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> Peter Pan was not terrible this morning, and it's because yeah, everybody went to Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> Don't rope drop it. People are going to try to rush over there and get it done first thing. Go do some other stuff. Actually, everybody going to Rise of the Resistance first thing in the morning is going to ease the crowd everywhere else. Yes. So go get some other rides yes. done and then go after lunch. Yep. And in the fine print, Disneyland reserves the right to move this back to a virtual queue if it gets too busy. I'm not sure what they consider too busy if they let the line get up to three hours today. I think when they did it with Indiana Jones earlier this summer, Mm -hmm. I think that part of the problem was space. So if the the line was long enough that it was impinging the movement of people... Mm -hmm. But like you mentioned, the queue is so long for Rise of the Resistance. When are they going to cap it? I don't know. I don't know either. It'll be interesting to see. But pay attention. If that wait gets super long, check your app and see if they're doing a virtual queue. Uh And they say even if they do do a virtual queue, they will still probably move to standby in the evening once they get through all of the boarding groups. So it'll be a hybrid system for a little while. Yes. And then Genie Plus will launch and everything will change again. (laughs) 
and we'll have a whole new system to get used to. And that's really what this means. That yeah. This just means that they're getting ready to launch Genie Plus. Yeah. All the Lightning Lane signs are up. Mm-hmm. They've switched Web Slingers a couple of weeks ago, was switched over to this standby queue. Yep. Rise of the Resistance was the holdout now we, that it has switched. Yep. We suspect at least by the end of the year, if not much sooner. Yeah. I it'll think be it'll coming. be before Christmas. I do, too. Okay. What else we got? Downtown Disney. It's getting it's, refurbed yes, also. It's getting a little zhuzhing up. A little zhuzhing. <laughs> Which mm, I know we are both a little sad about this. The the AMC theater has been closed for a while. That hasn't been a thing for a while. Earl of Sandwich was closed down for a little while and then it came back. With the threat of being closed permanently. Yes. And then it came back. It was resurrected. And now they're going to close it again. (laughs) But you know what? Here's I always am a big fan of not freaking out about things until we know the full story. Right. I would not be surprised. Okay. So this is okay. Let's talk about it really quickly. They're closing the AMC Theater. Mm -hmm. They're closing Earl of Sandwich. And they're closing that Western Starbucks. Yes. So those three things are getting affected. They're going to put in, according to the news release, new retail shops, some new dining experiences, and then kind of a hangout spot. Mm -hmm. In in a mid-century modern style, they say. Oh, that's weird. Well, I mean, it matches the Disneyland Hotel, sort of. Sure. I don't know. But also, how do you have a grassy hangout spot in a mid-century modern... I don't know. Triangle. I mean, let's see what happens. <laughs> Triangle shapes <laughs> over the top. <laughs> but I'm also waiting because Earl of Sandwich is super popular. Mm-hmm. There's another Starbucks in downtown Disney, so that wouldn't be the biggest loss. Yeah. And then one in each of the parks, too. Mm-hmm. There's so, a lot of Starbucks going on. Yes. But Earl of Sandwich is the only one there. Mm-hmm. It's budget-friendly, yes. which I think a lot of people use it. And they're yummy. And they're great. And so I would not be surprised if they somehow brought it back. Maybe so. Maybe it'll be mid-century modern Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Duke of Sandwich. No, the Earl. He's the Earl. He Earl. is the Earl. Earl. Yes. The Earl of Sandwich is now what would be a modern... I guess there's probably still Earls. I don't know. I have no idea. A modern day something. <laughs> but I would not be surprised if they brought it back as one of the dining options of this new area. We'll see. I'm hopeful. So what's interesting is the ESPN zone, which has not been the ESPN zone for a while. Nope. Was not mentioned. Nope. And the uh, Rainforest Cafe, which is currently a Star Wars trading outpost something shopping experience, was not not mentioned. mentioned. So who knows? (sighs) Who knows? This was supposed to be the future site of another hotel. Mm Mm-hmm. That got the kibosh mm-hmm. by um, the city of Anaheim. The city of Anaheim. So that is not moving forward as of now. Apparently, the grassy knoll is okay with Anaheim. Yes, the hotel was not. It sounded like Anaheim was happy to have more retail shopping restaurants put in there and not so much a hotel. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand the reasoning. I don't have to. I'm not on their city council, and I'm not working for Disney, so. Right. I like, I love downtown Disney. I think it's a great way to spend an afternoon. Me too. And so I'm excited about the new shopping and dining options that will be there. I think expanding downtown Disney's great. Me too. I'm sad if we're losing Earl forever. I'm yeah. sad about that, but. Me too. But, you know. It was a weird spot for a movie theater, in my opinion. Yes. I do know a lot of people that took advantage of going to a movie, which I thought was really weird why you would want to go spend three hours at sitting in a movie theater when you have an awesome theme park right. sitting right there. But maybe on your non-park days, that was a fun way to Or spend for the locals, afternoon. maybe it was yeah, a great maybe. place. Maybe. They've changed the parking situation down there, too, yes. quite a bit in the last couple of years. And so maybe that played into it. People, it was a lot harder to park. Maybe And so. a lot more expensive to park just to go to a movie. Mm-hmm. So One thing I loved that they were doing for a little while, 
was um, food trucks yes. a lot in downtown Disney. So I hope that's something they continue to do. That would be fun. If they have a grassy city. If area, they have a grassy maybe. knoll, then you can grab your tacos from the taco yeah. truck and go eat them on the grassy knoll. That would be a good idea. There you go. Dear Disney. Dear Disney. <laughs> um, the Disneyland Hotel, there's an expansion going on. It's yeah. a DVC tower, which is Disney Vacation Club. Um, but even us regular non-DVC owners can rent points. So yes. this is applicable. Uh, we just got some more details on what it's going to look like. It looks like um, artist palette inspired swimming pool and maybe some mid-century modern. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever so that, that means. Is that the trendy thing right I now? I guess. But that, I, no, no completion date for that, but it sounds like it's about to move forward. So, And this is something that... It's DVC, but uh, did you say this? Yeah, so you can, yes, as a regular person that's not bought into the DVC timeshare, you can still rent points from a member and stay there. And you can get some pretty killer deals if you know what Mm -hmm. you're doing. We'll do do an episode. We were just talking about that. We'll We'll have an expert. If you're a DVC expert, reach out to us because we are trying to figure out, we want to have some guest hosts next year, Uh some guests on our show next year who know what they're talking about and things that we don't. (laughs) And DVC is one of those. Yes. And currently the only DVC property is at the Grand Californian. They have a a DVC wing. Have you ever, I know you've stayed at the Grand Californian. Mm -hmm. Have you rented DVC points to do it? No, I haven't. I've tried. They're extremely hard to get a hold of because they're so popular and limited. So this will be nice too because this will open up some more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Because at at Walt Disney World, DVC is easy to rent at Walt Disney World. And it's not at Disneyland. Right. It's just because it's so limited, I think. So it's in high demand. The nice thing about DVC properties is they usually have kitchenettes in them, uh-huh. which and is really nice. And a washer and dryer. And a washer and dryer. So it's more like a little vacation rental than a hotel room. Yeah. And it's a great way for you to stay at one of these hotels but not pay the rack rate. Yeah. So if that room that you're looking at staying at is typically $600 a night, it's easy to get that for a fraction of that price. Agreed. Yep. That's so, exactly right. So that's exciting. I'm excited about that to open. And then um, Disneyland Forward, if you haven't heard of Disneyland Forward, it's a project that is in the works. And we just got some new information that it's going to be happening over the next 30 years. So long. (laughs) So long. Will we still be alive in 30 years? Yes. Will we see this completed? Will we still be podcasting? I hope so. (laughs) Will podcasts still be a thing or will we just be floating around? Talk, I don't know, talking into space. Sounds like you guys are stuck with us for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buckle up, kids. <laughs> Just a few little tidbits about Disneyland Forward is it's going to expand the theme park. So Disneyland and California Adventure will be getting extra little pockets of theme park space with new rides and new experiences, which, which is interesting, right? Which, if you look at the, the mock-up for this, uh-huh. why are we spending money to expand or to change downtown Disney when all of this is kind of going to encroach into that direction and into that area and yeah. there's rumors that Paradise Pier is going away right. eventually right the hotel which so that will meh. be that will be theme park area yeah and so they're encroaching into the so why are we taking why are we putting grass when I we're going to just make it into theme park eventually I don't anyway. know Dear Disney. Dear Disney. We have questions now. We don't have suggestions. Right. We have questions. So that's the that's that side of the park. And then on the eastern side of the park is what's called the Eastern Gateway expansion. That mm-hmm. was something that was supposed to happen a long time ago that kind of got shut down by the city of Anaheim. It looks like that is back on the books again. Because, Which I'm curious to see where they do that. Yeah. So that'll be... Um, a pedestrian walkway over Harbor Boulevard which so will be on the so eastern nice. side which means there should be some sort of parking structure that goes in on the eastern side as well. 
Do you remember when we would walk in the morning from the Hojo Anaheim? Uh-huh. Shout out Hojo Anaheim. We love them so much. <laughs> uh, and we st- with the morning, the first morning we were there when we stopped and got our Rise of the Resistance boarding group and we were in front of that big grassy lot. Uh-huh. We talked about it. Yeah. We were like, wonder what this was supposed to be. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe so. I don't know. There's some room over there. A yep. little bit. Yep. So, I mean, Disneyland owns quite a bit of property around where the theme parks are that they could turn into parking or theme park or extra shopping and retail so it remains to be seen what exactly that's going to look like but there are some some speculations some pictures online that you can go check out yeah of what it might look like yeah and i think eventually they're just going to own that whole other block too yeah probably maybe not maybe Maybe all those hotels need to stay but yeah and i think technically don't they own the garden walk area as well do they i feel like that has been mentioned as maybe possible turned into something else space that'd be cool we'll see Cool. Maybe that'll be um, Disney Springs West oh, or something. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We can expand into that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens over the next yes. couple decades, apparently. Very cool. But 30 years from now, you'll see that all finished. And by then, they'll have, like, another project in the works. Yeah. Disneyland will never be finished. That's true. Did you know this? I did. I've heard that before. Uh, one thing that was announced, too, at D23 this week is Fantasmic. Yes. And World of Color. Yes. Are coming back in 2022. They didn't give exact dates, but we know that next year, Fantasmic and World of Color, which are the two water shows, mm-hmm. one in each park. Fantasmic is in Disneyland. World of Color is in DCA. Yep. They're coming back. Both are fantastic. Or Fantasmic, I guess you might say. Fantastic is what autocorrect always changes Fantasmic yes, to for yes. me. So, yes. But both are amazing, great shows. Which do you prefer? Do you have a preference? I Fantasmic, just for the nostalgia of it, I think. Okay. Um, but I think World of Color is a better sh- produced show. Yeah. I've only ever seen Fantasmic... I want to say twice. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. It's not a... Th- we aim to get to World of Color more often than... Yeah. Fant- and I love World of Color. I The music for Fantasmic just sticks with me and it yes. gives me goosebumps and chills every time I listen to it. The cool thing about World of Color is that they can change it seasonally, mm-hmm. which is really fun. So there's been a winter show they've had. Did they ever launch the Halloween show? Uh-huh. They did have a Halloween yeah, one. Two okay. years ago. And then they've got a regular one and then they've, I feel like they... They did a special they re-upped, one, one time. Yes, yep. Yeah. So... That's the fun thing about World of Color. They're both super cool. Yeah. They're both totally worthwhile. And with that, I'm going to speculate again. With the return of both of those shows, there's going to be return of dining packages. Yes. That dessert are be parties. Back. Yep, dessert parties. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes me happy that some of the world is just getting back to normal. Yeah. I'm glad. It feels right. I know. So pay attention to that. And then we mentioned last week or the week before, Main Street Electrical Parade is also coming back to That's Disneyland. Right. And they did say in 2022. So we know it's not happening this year, which mm-hmm. we didn't think it would. No. Uh, sometime next year, we'll have the Main Street Electrical Parade back too for a little while. Yep. We're, we're excited for that. Very cool. And then really quickly, reservations are here to stay. Yeah. According to the CEO, they're Ugh. here to stay. <laughs> You're not allowed to make that noise. We're supposed to stay neutral. I'm um, not neutral anymore. Okay. I'm Aaron's not, not neutral. I'm not a fan. Um, yeah. <laughs> so keep on planning on getting those reservations if you're going to the parks. Don't. Don't wing it. Don't <laughs> it wing it. It takes some pre-planning. And they're using these reservations, it seems, to... I, I don't know. Okay, so this happened just late last night, early today, which has nothing to do with us. But Walt Disney World paused sales of all of their annual yes. passes. And I think that they're, they're doing it because 
this is a perk of having reservations, I can see from the business end, where they're able to gauge how many people are coming. Right. They're so able they know to how know. many people, yeah. how many cast members to have at any given time. Yep. How much food to plan for. Yeah. All that stuff. So it's great for them. And they're able to know, okay, we have a lot of people who are buying tickets and wanting uh-huh. to come. We need to pause sales of our annual passes to not let people in with those. Right. So they're kind of able to not manipulate. Maybe that's not the right word. But I think it is the right word, just not in a negative way. Right. To kind of figure it out and know Mm -hmm. what they're doing and prepare. And maybe this is something that they're just grateful. This is maybe a positive for them from the pandemic and not doing it the way before. Because shooting from the hip was maybe a little harder. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, reservations being here to stay. I think a perk for us as peasants, Uh I think the benefit of that is, you know, if you're planning on going during the holidays... Previous to reservations, Mm -hmm. you could get turned away at the main gate. Mm -hmm. So you could spend a lot of money to go on a Christmas vacation and get to the parks and they could be at capacity and they could turn you away. Not be able to get in. So, yeah, at least you're guaranteed entry as long as you have a reservation. Yeah. So it's good. I don't mind them. It does take a little pre-planning. It does. And I do feel for the locals that, you know, used to be able to just go after work whenever they wanted to. But it's just they're just going to have to get used to it. It's just, this is the way the new world is. It's different. It's not bad. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. That's it. That was so news heavy. That was kind of fun, though, to sit and talk about just all the happenings. Yeah. Don't forget to go leave us a review and we might read it on air. Right. And we really appreciate them. You guys, we keep track of like our, where we fall on the charts. I think we peaked at 49 Uh a couple of weeks ago on the U.S. chart for travel. Amazing. Which is so cool for our little small podcast to be 49. Yeah. That's cool. But the only way for us to keep track of those is if you leave us reviews and ratings and that's how we make it onto those charts. So we appreciate that. We do. We love it. Go give us a follow on Instagram at ropedrop.parkop. Don't forget we're doing some giveaways this month. Yes. So, a well, starting in you. December. Yes. yes. A little thank you for listening to us and supporting yeah. us on this fun little journey. Yes. Okay. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you, Katie. I'm thankful for you, Erin. And I'm thankful to you guys for listening. Thanks. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye.